right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, Elevated Friendship. How do you feel about all this going on? Now, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but how do you feel? Let's make it plain. All right, all right, all right. Hey, you know, welcome back, you all. Um, I just came back from an amazing weekend, spent some, you know, time with, you know, a wife's family and, you know, the cousins and got the kids to play and, you know, just just a wonderful time. And, you know, we just got to get away for a little while, you know, get some fresh air, get rejuvenated. Um, I got a lot of sleep. <laughs> And then ironically got less sleep, you know, when I got back because I'm trying to do everything, obviously. Um, But yeah, just had an amazing time, an amazing weekend. And it was while talking to one of the cousins, you know, I I came to realize, uh, you know, we really are what we focus our time on. Right. We really are what we focus our time on, you know, and. We got into the conversation of video games, and and I hate to say it like this, but I mean, some of these video games are so good. I mean, they're what, 40, 50 bucks? Um, you know, some are more. You can go get them like really cheap after they've, you know, went through their whole, you know, marketing, you know, campaign and cycle at the, uh, you know, GameStop or, uh, you know, used bin. Um, but you can just completely bypass the whole world while, you know, playing some video games. And unless you live like alone in a cave out in a remote part of the world, um, people are going to tell you about illnesses and colds and bombs and, you know, vaccines and all this and all that. People are going to tell you about that stuff. Um, But you can really just, you know, stay away from the world and just have, have a really good time. But aside from that, you know, I'll get back into that later. Um, that led me to, you know, also talking about Obi-Wan. Um, so yeah, this, this time let's talk about the boys. Let's talk about Obi-Wan. Let's talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Um, we are celebrating Juneteenth coming up soon and this is pride month. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about mental health, just the simple part of it. And, uh, oh boy, my Celtics. Um, all right. So we've got to figure out how to <laughs> be e aggressive, B E A G G R. Yeah, we got to figure out how to be aggressive. Um, our track notes from the weekend Sydney McLaughlin is running a 51 6. Good God. Um, and and coach coach um you know coach Kersey, um we'll get on him in a little bit coach Kersey is i don't know how to say it but he he gave a great interview um you know just before uh she ran and uh i don't know he he's kind of like one of those coaches i look up to and hope that you know the kids that i'm coaching will look back at me and 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 mention my name as Right. Is that like not that he knew what to do and he could do it, but he could teach us how to do it. Right. And I think that's for me, the fun of coaching is 
I envision the world through their eyes, right? Um, I, I try to do my best impression of a personal trainer and then help them move forward for gold. So let's get into it. Like I said, we're playing video games and um, like I haven't touched a video game for years. Like my buddy told me when I had a PlayStation 3, he's like, oh yeah, when that baby pops out, um, you're not going to touch that thing for years. And I was like, sure, I got time. I got this. I'm that. I'm a night owl. I'm a beast. I'm a monster. You know, let's go. And um, people that know me know I got a whole lot of energy. I am. I got a lot of zip in my step. I take my vitamins. <laughs> you know, I try to eat good. Boy, it was about, I want to say my daughter was about six months old. I got home and was playing with her on the on the floor, and I just fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep on the on the floor. So, yeah, my video game career uh, uh, crashed and burned when you know it was time to change these diapers, and I do not feel bad about that at all. As a matter of fact, I think I hopped online one time and played Street Fighter. Um, you know, you know, after changing diapers, getting my daughter to bed, I was like, let me hop on and just play this thing. I destroyed people like whatever it is about parenting, um, whatever it is about parenting that makes you focus and good as a parent translates over in other things. So for those of you, if you're a stay at home mom listening to this, um, and I know you all know this now, but I didn't realize this in the past. Um, you all are mega giant, uh, 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 professional, um, yeah, mega giant professional, uh, 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 CEOs, board executives in hiding, like the skill, the, the skill level and, uh, multitasking abilities you have to have as a, as a parent really keep you on the edge. It's like in, in Hangover when Alan said he was a wolf pack of one. Like you really do have that wolf like um, uh, uh, edge to you because your your ears are perked at all times because that child is crying for you. They might not swallow their food and they're choking. They need you. Um, you smell something. You're like, oh my god, I gotta, you know, go change this diaper. That is a message for you. Um, you're looking and watching them. You're looking at their bodies. You're looking at their skin. So all of your senses are being overloaded by this child because they just can't. You know what I'm saying? They just can't do for themselves. So yeah, it it was funny to see you know all of that kind of come to an end. Um, you know, as my daughter was you know making her way into the world and starting to eat and chew and teeth and all that wonderful stuff. So yeah, the the video games did die down, but yeah, when I jumped on and played, it was it was almost as if somebody had given my brain steroids because just focusing on one character, one little video game with a game controller was like three times easier, four times easier than being a dad, which as I said, you become what you focus on. So uh, just a word to the wise, those of you that are playing video games, please don't turn into the video game. Um, if you're a dad, if you're a mom, if you're a little brother, a big brother, if you've got school, 
You've got all this, like it will be there. The, the games will be there. You'll actually be more of a loser by not caring and, and, and taking care of your life. Like that you actually do get paid for. That you actually do get cool points for. I'm not saying you can't make a lot of money playing video games. Not, not saying you can't make a lot of money being a tester and this, that, and the other. But if you watch Grandma's Boy, they give you kind of a layout of like what the life of a tester is. And I think if you shadow and you go and watch and you see like it's not for everybody. And and the intelligence and, and drive that you have, I think, should always um, be checked in each stage. Your intelligence, your drive, and what you really want in life. Because our entertainment world is not set up to really let you go. Um, it's set up to keep you in the seat and keep you coming back because it's good. It's fun. It's, it's this and that, which it should be, right? All this stuff should be fun. But if you don't know how to break away and tap into real life and disconnect, then boy, you're going to get stuck. <laughs> so yeah, I went a little bit long. I'm sorry. That's, that's kind of my intro. I did have an amazing time with family. I did have an amazing time talking about my favorite video games, you know, Super Mario Brothers, the, the God of War franchise, and then Arkham, um, Arkham uh, City, uh, just phenomenal game. Um, and that's kind of when I got cut off. Um, but as far as fight video games, um, I'm always going to have uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, and then uh, Mortal Kombat as as my third. Because um, they're, to, to me, completely separate. Um, but yeah. The Boys. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Like I now somebody tell me either I was behind just in dad life, either I was behind or they gave us three episodes for free this Friday. Like I knew I knew it was coming, but I don't know. I mean today is the sixth. Friday is the third. I didn't even check to see what day they actually dropped, but um, you know, it is kind of sad, you know, you're looking at the butcher, he's caring for a son that is not biologically his, he's actually Homelander's son, and he's in hiding, Homelander doesn't know where he is, and this is kind of where we pick up the story, right? Now, what's her head, uh, super Nazi girl, um, like, I felt so hurt right you don't you don't want to hate these characters when when you first get to know them you don't want to hate uh uh was her name purple wave whatever it was i can't remember um you don't want to hate these characters but then when they just like drop all this stuff that you should hate in there you're like oh kill her oh my god let her go and i think the same thing happened in game of thrones with king joffrey like you don't want to hate a kid right nobody wants to do that but then once they like layer him with all this stuff, it's like it's like watching Chucky, you know, it was like a living embodiment of Chucky. Or if you, you guys have ever seen The Good Son, it's like all you want is to love and hold these children. And then these directors, they put these things out there, these details to the story um, that raise conflict. And, and that's the hard part is a director hasn't done their job. If they haven't touched on, you know, those parts of your heart that drive you or repel you from things, right? 
so I'm watching this show and I'm just like, dude, I forgot how dark this show was. I forgot how dark this show was. And their little uh, 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 dark mirror image of characters like Soldier Boy and, you know, Homelander, you know, you know Soldier Boy is like that kind of stank Captain America. And then, you know, we've got Homelander is kind of like that pretty boy, uppity, bougie Superman. Um, the Deep is just like a really weak version of Aquaman. Um, uh, A-Train. Um, I, I like what they're doing with A-Train. I like what they're doing with A-Train. Um, like, And he said it perfectly. He said, I'm Michael Jordan, not Malcolm X. Um you know, alluding to, you know, his uniform change because spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, he doesn't like his uniform. So he tries to change it to be a little bit more Afrocentric and his family and his friends call him out and say it's trash. Right now, Michael Jordan has um, strategically stayed away from politics and big issues when it comes to like the black community and, you know, shootings in Chicago and shootings over his shoes, all that jazz. Um, he's just stayed away from it wholeheartedly, even endorsing um, politicians, um, which for him is very smart because he doesn't do his homework on them. Like, why why would you endorse something without doing homework on it to later, you know, find out, oh, man, this is the wrong person. So I get that. But for years, Michael Jordan took a lot of steam for not supporting or promoting, you know, things in the black community or helping. And that's just not who he is. Um we heard, you know, several times, uh, you know, about the the comments made toward LeBron James, just shut up and play basketball. Um, me, personally, no athlete speaks for me. No celebrity speaks for me. I would rather the person that studies that topic or that subject speak for that subject. Um, I mean, just think, like, would you want... An, an NFL lineman, you know, coming after a game and making you a meal or a guy after playing, you know, a game, uh, you know, NBA finals, he's sweating and all this cooking you a meal in the kitchen. Like those two worlds just don't blend. Like you got, you know, a, a, a judge up there in a courtroom, but then you go get Tom Brady because he's got good eyes. He's got a good um, uh, Q, Q rating. Well, Tom Brady's a good judge of throwing the football, so he's probably a good judge in the courtroom. No, 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 no. Like, you can't throw one over the other and then make that your, your focal point for, you know, all of the jabs you want to get in on that argument. Like, that's just, that's not fair. But then again, I, I don't really want a, 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 a athlete or an entertainer speaking for me in a subject. Go get someone that's qualified, go get someone that actually does this for a living to do it. So back to the A-Train, back to the boys. Um, I, I just love this show. I really love this show. Um, the head exploding is a bit much. Um, seeing that, you know, my boy is, <laughs> you know, chasing around Nadia. Like he, I won't say he's cheating on Starlight, but he does really like his boss. Like, he does really like... I'm going to call her Nadia. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to call her Nadia. He does really like her. Like, he does 
like his boss. He does really like, you know, who he sees at work. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, kind of like that, you know, sad little puppy looking for a home. Well, he did find a home. Just happened to be the head exploder. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, it, it that story of, of Huey, you know, you know, getting all hugged up and lovied up and closer to, you know, Nadia. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just normal. It's like really human because that's what we do. We do stuff like that where, no, you shouldn't, you know, no, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't, uh, fall in love or, or I shouldn't say fall in love. You shouldn't cozy up to, you know, the head exploder, uh, to a soup. Um, no, you shouldn't, you know, get closer to them, but he did, you know, he did. So I don't know. It's, um, it, it's quite a joy ride because some things are very obvious while others are hidden. And I think they really like doing that on this show. They love to hide what the women are going through and then boom, expose that later and it just knocks us on on the floor while making what the men are, are doing very obvious. The men are obviously testosterone filled, obviously not doing their shadow work, obviously not taking care of their health, obviously not taking care of in mother's milk. In MM's case, he's just not fathering. You know, he's letting you know everything on the outside, you know, jump in and 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 kind of control, you know, what he does as far as a father, um, because he just can't let go of, you know, soldier boy. Um, he can't let go of, of a lot of the things going on around him. So, um, this show does a great job of, of being obvious and showing the obvious. Um, I, I really love that. Um, but in, in, you know, Annie in Starlight's case, um, they just do a great job of showing the uncomfortableness of, I don't know, being a hero and all of the uncomfort that comes from it, you know? So, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's not easy at the top. It really isn't. And, you know, in Stormfront's case, um, she had been trying to build this, you know, red skull style, superior Aryan Nazi, you know, thing. And, and that's, I think it's so funny that Homelander is like, I am it. I, we don't need more of them. I am what you were trying to build. We don't need more of them. And then she, you know, does what she does. So just really love the show. Really, really think it's awesome. Um, just in love with the characters. I love the way it's shot. It's not too dark. It's not too light. Um, I love the characters. Um, I think Butcher is hilarious. Um, his accent is dope. Um, cause, cause for a guy that does not interact with people with a British accent, it's British, right? Um, it's just dope, you know, um, Homelander does a perfect job of, you know, the, I don't want to say Omni-Man, but a dark Superman role. Um, what would we do if Superman came, you know, from a background where he was not, heroic where he was not loving and he was selfish and greedy and just didn't give a f you know um 
It's a lot of good characters, a lot of good, good, you know, shows. And I think that I think where they kind of get me sometimes is with Frenchie. Um, they lose me with Frenchie sometimes, but I'm paying attention now. I am paying attention. Um, but with, uh, you know, Giancarlo Esposito, Stan Edgar, um, he just always kills it in his roles. So it's it's hard not to love him. Um, I was a big fan of Breaking Bad. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's hard not to love him. Uh, but moving on, let's talk about Obi-Wan a little bit. Um, oh, so I didn't, I didn't close that up. So <laughs> if we're going to take that temp V, um, if we're going to be taking that temp V and not know the side effects, um, we got to move pretty quick. You know what I mean? Um, like if 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 I know that I'm gonna get this reaction out of you know Temp V, maybe I take it and then just go for Homelander immediately because right now it's not a it it's not looking good because you know these side effects and what uh, Butcher's going through you know don't really um, they don't really line up for a good defense you know what I mean like you're throwing up and having hangovers the next day. Well, what happens when you need to actually fight Homelander and he shows up the day after, you know, that third, you know, that third vial is gone. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you don't beat him while you've got that vial in your system, you're done. So, yeah, where they leave it and where we're dropping it off, um, you know, everybody's got, you know, a personal mission of their own. You know, Frenchie's got to go talk to the Russians again after getting fondled by his old boss. And I mean, like, wow. M.M. is still on this hunt for, um, you know, he's still on this hunt for a soldier boy, which I can honestly say is hard. Um, anybody that knows anybody that's, uh, you know, got family or friends, PTSD, you know, first responders, um, police, firemen, all of that, um, that stuff at work doesn't always stay just at work, you know. So I, I apologize to my family and friends even as well. Um, that stuff at work doesn't always just stay at work. And in this case, it's it's coming into his relationship with his with his daughter and he's explaining that to his wife and, you know, you know, tr trying to do his best to co-parent with, you know, the stepdad. Um, so, yeah, it's it is hard, but everybody's on their mission. Hugh, Huey and Starlight are now having to, you know, be something that they never thought they were going to have to be, which is either fake it till you make it or be brutally, brutally, um, vigilant in the pathway of getting righteousness. So they both have to, you know, <laughs> be a, 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 a more intense version of the thing they thought they would not have to be. I mean, we got home light, <laughs> home light, um, so now Annie is, you know, stuck, you know, with Homelander. And then, you know, Huey is, I mean, he's got that mindset of Butcher where now he's going to do whatever it takes to, to you know, end Homelander, you know, let, let, let's just say it that way. So, no, he's, mm, I don't think Huey would ever take the green vial. Um, but now that the Butcher is, I mean, he's going down a path that, you know, boy, Few, few would want to go down. Where do we see this? We saw this in, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Um, we saw that, you know, what's what what's his head? Um, the the dark Captain America, the newly crowned Captain America. Um, he finally took that vial and, you know, was a super soldier, just like, you know, the the hand, those guys that were running around. So this is actually, I hate to say it, it's actually DC coming back and 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 doing exactly what Marvel has been doing to DC. Marvel has been because they're the same. They're actually the same. DC is the grandpa. Marvel is the, you know, is the 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 young, the grandson. Um, or if DC is the grandma, Marvel is the granddaughter, you know? So they use each other's material all the time. And you can even see this if you just watch um, Legends of Tomorrow or The Flash show. You can literally see where <clears throat> they just watch the shows and then come over and do this stuff in the Marvel. Well, now DC, or you could say it's DC, through the boys is using the, the idea of, of Temp V or these vials to, you know, get even with the playing field. Because now we... We, we've had enough, right? <laughs> so everybody's got their missions. Everybody's doing what they've got to do. And, um, and it sucks. <laughs> but, you know, on to Obi-Wan. All I'll say with Obi-Wan, um, I can't really get into this show because now I know that I have the option of chatting with my boy Steve. Um, I can't really get into this show as much as I want to. Um, all I'll say is, wow. Um, we don't know Darth Vader, right? We've seen him in a few scenes, you know, as, as the, the, as we look into the old movies, um, but we're starting to get to see Darth Vader, you know, more. And I mean, we, I think we know him well enough as Anakin, um, and we know the presence of Darth Vader, but, you know, now we see him in the chamber, we see him in the fluid every day. You know, his skin is burning every day. We 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 see him, you know, in this, you know, shackle of pain, this uniform. And now, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Now that he's, you know, found Obi-Wan, um, we get to see how he really feels. We get to see what happens when they really face off. And sadly, you know, I love Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan is so rusty. He is so behind on his, you know, abilities that when they do face off again, it's the exact opposite. Where now Darth Vader has the high ground. Darth Vader has all the tools. Darth Vader has all the weapons. So for all we know, Darth Vader has been, you know, using the force, the dark side of the force daily. And Obi-Wan is cutting up meat. And running around hiding and using a, a, a blaster, you know he hasn't been using his force. He's been he's been reaching out to Qui Gon Jinn, his his master, to you know establish that you know ancestral portal, that connection, you know to the afterlife. Like he's been doing that, which I think is awesome. But it's like, man, really, you should be meditated and ready because at a moment's notice, that Order sixty six can come back and they can come kill you. So it's like you can't really disassociate from what you are because that's what almost got you killed but the dual side of that is you you're one of the fiercest weapons in the in the galaxy so you might want to stay sharp book of eli style um 
Which, by the way, yeah, I mean, Denzel would make a great Jedi. <laughs> I wouldn't say Obi-Wan, but based on the book of Eli, uh, uh, I am one with the Force, and the Force is one with me. Uh, I love Donnie Yen as a Jedi. I am one with the Force. The Force is one with me. I love that. And now um, now seeing uh, this show, I feel like we're in that same time period of, of the Rogue. You know, we're... we're we're like, oh no, no, I'm sorry. We're we're years be we're years before um Rogue One. So yeah, Obi-Wan, I won't really dig into it much. Um, but just having a great time. Like, what a great show. And and for those of you that do know, uh, Moses Ingram did experience kind of a, a backlash of, of racism. And Ewan McGregor, classic Obi-Wan, comes to the rescue. And says that it's not allowed or or acceptable in any way. Like, just dope. Amazing. So I'm going to transition over to talking about Juneteenth and the LGBTQ. Um, we've been through a lot lately, you all. We've been through a lot. And I think 2020, uh, uh, if you were anywheres between... 30 and 50 years old, 2020, I'm sorry, 2020 was one of those times that you never thought this was going to happen. Like you never thought we would be what we are. You never thought that all of this would, would happen the way it happened. And I mean, you know, first it was COVID, you know, then it was, you know, like all the Black Lives Matter and the civil unrest stuff and you know, the shooting or not the shootings, but the, you know, the the George Floyd and, and just all that. And so many things got stirred up and you started seeing companies supporting Black Lives Matter, companies supporting, you know, Pride Month and companies supporting things that really they have been silent on. And I think the hard part is people were finally starting to embrace, discuss and bring forward and acceptance of things that have been a part of us this whole time. So that's what, like, it, it really blows my mind because now people are getting the chance to, whether they like it or not, um, some of it is very forced. It's very forced. Um, but it's it's kind of like a teeter-totter, right? If I'm sitting on the teeter-totter and I'm 185 pounds, and somebody that's 300 pounds jumps on the, the side that's up and in the air, I'm going to go flying up in the air, right? If they weigh more, it's going to throw me up in the air. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of the issues that we've been suppressing are so heavy. And they've been building and building and building for such a long amount of time that when they finally hit the other side of that teeter-totter, everybody just went flying and they didn't know what to do. I remember I had a friend actually ask me, he's like, how do we make this stop? Because it annoyed him. It bothered him. I'm like, well, this is how it feels, man. I'm sorry. Like, th this is how oppression feels. This is how racism feels. This is how all of the, the treatment and bias that you don't want feels. And I think the best example of that um, are our 80s movies where the hero is white, um, the antagonist is white. 
the the protagonist and antagonist are white. The hero and the villain are white. And we identify with that. As pop culture, as Americans, we identify with that. When Ivan Drago was beating Rocky down, we identify with that. When Superman is fighting against Lex Luthor, white on white, we identify with that. When the cops and robbers are running around on, you know, Miami Vice or, uh, 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 you know, Tombstone or, or, you know, Tombstone, they're white and white. We identify with that. But the second we speak on culture and different relationships and color, people just turn their eyes away and they hide as if they don't have the ability or capacity to learn further than their neighborhood or further than their zip code or what their family taught them. So that that to me was the real challenge of getting to 2020 Juneteenth to 2022's Juneteenth was starting to understand that even I myself, man, like I had somebody stop me and was just like, what? I didn't know that red hair was not exclusive to just one group of people. I thought you had to be Irish to have red hair. Nope. I got to learn that quick. And I got to see different cultures of people. Just boom, red hair. So Juneteenth and uh, LGBTQ Pride Month, um, they, they make me kind of chuckle and smile a little bit because of Chris Rock's joke. Years ago, he said, anybody that you hate is going to end up in your family. And that's like, (laughs) it makes me laugh because like, I don't hate anybody, but I understand that there, there is a very strong and steady current of hate in a, in America. And I didn't put it there. I didn't create it. I don't want it. Um, but it's there. And I believe it, 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 kind of like a venom latches its way into everybody's heart where whether you're on the giving end or receiving end um it does something to you um and now i i don't know not one family like in some way that has a uh, uh, pride gay lesbian trans people in it friends of that family or an interracial relationship that is, you know, black and or Asian or Hispanic or Middle Eastern, um, you know, or, or, you know, that Asian love, like is some of it everywhere. Right. And I think for me, the thing that's like really cool is if the world goes back to being the world that it was and people are these orange melanated people and we're just people. There's nothing wrong with that. We're just people <laughs> like, yes, we have our differences. Yes, we have our this, that and the other. But I mean, does it really matter? You know, if 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 all of those things make us worse, if those differences make us worse. No, I don't want it. Nah, I mean, you can glorify the culture and glorify the history. Yeah, that's fine. But if the differences make us hate each other, if the differences make us villainous and evil. No, I don't want it. I'm I'm better off doing other things. We go have some junior mints or something. Um, but yeah, um, we're in 
we're in a time where we get to celebrate Juneteenth and it's now more corporately known where now I can have conference calls and they'll lead it and, and share information with me in conference calls honoring Juneteenth. And we have Pride Month where we have people now at my job where I can like speak to them on that behalf or, or talk to them about their journey or talk to them about, you know, w- what's happened. And and I think that's the thing where for me, I always get a little bit convicted because in this topic, I'm a little bit of a bland like popsicle stick, you know, there's like nothing on it. (laughs) I'm a straight black male. So I don't know what to do, right? The best thing I can do is just wrap my arms around you and give you some love. Hey, you're gay. I love you. You're lesbian. I love you. You're trans. I love you. You don't know what to do. I love you. So like my best plan of action is just to love you, right? And then you tell me, you tell me how you feel today. You tell me what you want to eat. You know, you tell me how you feel. You know, I think there's just way too much back and forth of like what everybody should and shouldn't be when people that should not have been authorized to run the show are killing and murdering and uh, raping and destroying you know, parts of cultures that should have been preserved and part parts of culture that were once beautiful and are now uh, pumped full of things so that a, 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 a tax can be connected to it. And I'm see, I'm saying this worldwide. This isn't just America. This is worldwide. Um, we got to do better. <laughs> we just got to do better. Um, what I'm seeing now are the symptoms of what we were. What we are today is because of what we were. You don't get to today of Pride Month and Juneteenth and all this if yesterday didn't happen. So we have fed the monster and now we're upset because the monster is 20 feet tall. (laughs) And the monster has on a black cape (laughs) or the monster has on a a, a rainbow cape (laughs) and clear heels. (laughs) You know, yes. You know, we fed the monster for all these years and now we're upset because the monster has grown and has nice biceps and Adam's apple and and heels. And it's like, I know Dave Chappelle, you know, took a lot of heat for all the things that he said. Um, But if we don't take a moment to realize what he's saying is so controversial because we have not had the conversations for years and years and years when he talked when he spoke on black issues everybody kind of went in and out they they oh some would tune in some would tune out Ah, okay dave but then once he started talking about trans really look at what he was saying like look at what he was saying and and he shouldn't be the only person to have these conversations these should be family conversations and the way we treat people or the way people treat each other in their community is a lot of times a result of a lot of venomous activity and venomous mindset. So we just have to do better. We're getting there. Like we are getting there. But I don't know. Challenge. When was the last time you loved or befriended someone that was a different color than you and actually listened to 
um, what their life is all about. Like, do all of my friends have to be black because I'm black? Can my heart only love black people? And then also, it's Pride Month. When was the last time you loved somebody that was trans or gave them a hug or gave them the love that you so profess, you know, so-called profess, you know, through whatever religion you're from or, or your heart or whatever? When was the last time you put your arms around a gay or lesbian or trans person? You know, we all need love like that's a human being. Okay, no matter what's going on with that person, that's a human being. And that's why, uh, you know, I'm thankful to people like my sister for, you know, doing shows in in a a, a gay club, uh, you know, for for like Pride Idol and Pride Month, these singing contests. You hug these people and guess what? Man, I'm still straight. The gay didn't get me. <laughs> the gay didn't get me, honey. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> so it's like, oh, my God. Oh my, like, think about that. Oh, my God. You can love a black person and not be black. You can love a gay or a trans or a lesbian person and not be gay or trans or lesbian. Oh, my God. People are just people. What? <laughs> which, which brings me to my, my next topic before I close here. Um, get your sleeping water. Just get your sleeping water. Please don't do the like two out of three ain't bad. Okay, I had two days of, of delicious eight hour sleep, and then I I you know was hydrating and feeling good. I got home, thought I could do everything and and cure the world, and I, I don't know how much sleep I got. All I know is I woke up. My wife was beautiful. My daughter was beautiful. Sun was shining through. It was a glorious morning. Have my coffee, of course. Um, but yeah, please take care of yourselves, you all. Um, I've been challenged to drink a gallon of water a day, which is four um, Gatorade thermoses of water for me. Um, I got two in consistently now each day. I'm going to get to that third and fourth, probably as I push my body harder uh, to get towards, you know, nationals. Um, but yeah, let's get that sleep. Let's get that water my challenge to you, go and love someone that's darker than you. Go and love someone that's lighter than you. Put your arms around and give them a hug. We all, we're all fully vaccinated, right? We've all had COVID enough, right, to know our immune system. Um, go put your arms around a trans person. Love them. Hold them. Go put your arms around a gay or lesbian person. Love them. Hold them. If you can't do that, I'm not listening to you. I, I, I Get out of here. I can't talk to you. Um, if you can't go love, right? If you can't go love, then I I can't listen to you. What does the Bible say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his son to the same world that he flooded. He gave his son to the same world that he burned down a Sodom and Gomorrah. He gave his son... To the same world that had earthquakes and water swallow up the pharaohs and and Egyptians attacking the people of Israel. He gave his son to the same world that is supposed to be destroyed by fire and revelations. He gave. So if anything, we learn that our creator gives out of love. What are you giving out of your love? So last but not least, um, I absolutely love Coach Kersey. Um, I watched Jackie Joyner Kersey when I was a little kid. 
Um, I, she was just one of those glamazon women, right? She's like, I think like five eleven. You know, she she's a superwoman. She's like one of the greatest athletes we ever have. I mean, she won a decathlon or a heptathlon um, for the women, and like she just destroyed everybody. She's like the perfect example for you know all these little girls out here. And it was just too late <laughs> or, or too too far back in the future where, man, if you could have had her on like social media and showed her jumping and running and doing all these events like that's one amazing highlight reel. Right. Um, same thing with like Serena and, and all these new ladies that are coming up now, um, like 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 Sandy Morris, for example, the pole vaulter. She looks like a Barbie. Like she looks like a Barbie and her training partner, uh, Najit, they both they look like pole vault Barbies. And that's why, like for me, I get a little bit upset with the track and field world that they don't find a better way to market the goodness that we do have. Like I love Shakari. I love Shakari Richardson, but she's not the face of track and field. Like I love that girl, but she's not the face of track and field. She's got a lot going on, you know. We talk about putting our arms around people and loving them. I want to put my arms around her and love her. She's going through so much. It's like sometimes you have to be smart enough to know, go home and sit down. Instead of going out and Twittering and and saying more stuff, you got to go home and sit down. Now, she's a beautiful woman, beautiful person. But just my opinion, which doesn't matter at all, I wish she'd just take some more time out for herself. And I think she did that. I think that's why she stayed off of social media for like a full year, which I thought was so smart. Healing time is good. Healing time is good. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we've just seen so many great athletes from Coach Kersey. And, I mean, Jackie Joyner Kersey, Gail Devers, gold at the Olympics. Um, Karan Clement, gold at the Olympics. Allison Felix, most decorated track athlete we've ever had, also has gold at the Olympics. Um, and now Sydney McLaughlin. I mean, she's a world record holder in the foreigner hurdles, and he's teaching her how to hurdle on her bad leg fast in the hundred hurdles. Like, good lord, what? So, yes, he, he is a yelling coach and a strategy coach, a yelling and a quiet coach. But he said, you know, in his interview, you know, my my athletes don't want me to yell. So they do they do what they need to do to keep me from yelling. Um, And then last but not least, you know. um, We got my Celtics. They're kind of struggling a little bit in this game, too. Not a problem. I think they'll clean it up. Um, I think to get this far, uh, it, 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 it says a lot. But beating the Heat is not beating the Lakers or, or not beating um, the Warriors. Oops, Lakers. Not beating the Warriors. Um, and that's what this always is. It's always going to be Celtics, Lakers, you know. But beating the Heat is not beating the Warriors. And, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit. It's going to take a little bit to adjust. It's going to take a little bit to work. It's going to take a little bit to power through. But I've already gone long. I apologize, you all. I love you. I hope you love me back. Um, Yeah, love, like, and share these messages. I'll see you soon.